All right, Weekly Squeakers. So this is one of my first videos. Uh, and it's the first time I tried this. And I think this is probably going to be terrible because I can already see the lighting bouncing up and down and I can already see my eyes not looking in the right place. But let's just... Sometimes you just got to dive in the deep end. Okay, let's get started. So the past two weeks have been very eventful and I've almost got so much to say about them that it's quite hard to know where to start. So this might, I might ramble a bit. I might go off some tangents and hopefully there will, will be enough semblance of sense to, to grasp some concrete concepts and ideas and thoughts. Let's start at the beginning, as is traditional. And take this chronologically and in order of magnitude, which fortunately in this case are actually the same. So I attended Web Summit in Lisbon, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, startup and tech events in the world. I had heard mixed feelings and opinions on the event from various people, but went in with an open mind. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by the event and its ability to organise so many people and so many events into one mostly cohesive whole. I won't go into too much detail here because you can actually read my summary on sitepoint.com. Watch for the link and our video interviews playlist on YouTube. Whilst we were there, there was of course a major world event, uh, which I will sort of subtitle Trump Tech News Opinions and What's Next. And I do apologise for that kind of subheading, but there are so many component thoughts in my head I don't really know how to separate them, or even if they should be. So there's this kind of a big mishmash, wishy-washy, contradictory mess of thoughts in my head right now. And this is where it will probably get messy and I will contradict myself and say things that aren't completely correct or thought through. But this is really just a bit of a brain dump. So earlier this year, my own birthland, my, I was born in London, um, well, actually it's not my birthland then, but the country that my birthland is part of voted for Brexit. This was a situation that many were not expecting, including, I think, some of the winners. But it was a culmination of a feeling of disenfranchisement felt by enough of those who voted. And the fact that voter turnout wasn't as high as people were expecting in Brexit and in the last US elections maybe even shows there's more disenfranchisement that didn't feel like they had any sort of output, but a disenfranchisement to a perceived order that isn't working for them. And I guess people thought or hoped that after the chaos created from Brexit, that surely the USA would not vote for something as equally disruptive. Again, they were wrong. Again, the polls were wrong. And it seemed even the winners were surprised they won. Now, before I move on, I want to get some semantics out the way. It's very hard to talk about these sorts of things without having these general broad terms to try and describe the two camps you might be discussing. On one side we kind of have the left, the progressive, the alternative, and then we have the right, the conservative, the whatever else. And it's very hard to separate out quite what you mean by these. And I will use these terms to describe sort of one set of opinions and another, but... Nothing is ever as clear-cut as that. And this has possibly been some of the problems that we've had the past few years. I would say don't get too hung up on my semantics and the terms I use, but rather what I'm trying to say by using them. 
I guess um, going to the extremes of these opinions, though, someone told me a very good concept about this of the horseshoe, the fact that you have a lot kind of around the edges and in the middle, and then you have these two extremes opinions that are often actually kind of talking about the same issues but shouting across the chasm at each other um, from different sides of the same opinion. And I found this a very interesting analogy, actually. And I suppose on those extremes, a lot of people were shocked by the fact that members of the population could vote for these perceived elements of hatred to be seduced by lies and unreasonable or empty promises. And maybe rolling back these kind of few years of reasonable progress of progressiveness towards minority and suppressed groups. I say reasonable because they're not perfect, but I suppose they were slowly in the right sort of direction, maybe in certain parts of the world. Asterix, asterix, asterix. Um, and I suppose this is one of the biggest concerns about some of these events, that they gave sanction and um, exposure to these opinions and an okay to having them in some people's minds. And I would think that a lot of people who did vote for Brexit and Trump are equally upset and offended by some of the hate that has been um, coming out since then and probably were not expecting it and not would, would not want it either. But it gives uh, an official sanction um, to it. And I heard a very interesting um, conversation with a teacher here who said this same problem. How can she explain to children that they shouldn't be bullies and that they shouldn't say nasty things if they see figures of power who do the same? And one of the other things I've been um, saying a lot to people who can't believe what's happened in these various um, outcomes is do not underestimate the power of a perceived solution to your problems. The real reason behind your problems and your problems may vary. And the solution may offered may be unreasonable or unrealistic, but it really actually doesn't matter. History has been littered with personalities who promise to solve everything for you. And that is actually all that really matters and explains a lot. And you have to acknowledge that. I don't want to really go into any more detail about the how or the why we got here. A lot of writers have put it far better than me. And there's a bunch of links here from a few publications that I suggest you read. And these are a mixture of angles on the same subject because firstly there are multiple reasons events happen but also because they reflect different aspects of my interests and different aspects of potential solutions, I suppose. So first, let's start with the unfortunate reality for many. The deal is done and it is time to react to that. Brexit has dragged on. And it hasn't actually really happened yet. Trump is not president yet. But still, we have a lot of people who almost refuse to acknowledge that it's happened. And I'm not dissuading people from protesting or voicing their opinions very strongly. But the fact is, they will probably still go ahead. And maybe efforts were better spent trying to figure out how we stop this happening again instead. Um, and it does it does feel like there's been this sort of increased feeling recently of not accepting results. Or, yeah, this is one where I get a bit mixed because trying to understand if that's going to be constructive or not. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave that one there for now and go back a bit. So in the past I was more involved with activism, but one of the things I got a bit sick of was this sort of 
just constant sitting around and talking, but not really doing very much or doing something took so much effort and discussion that it just didn't feel like it was worth it in the long run. And one thing that the right does very well, actually, is present, and I will put this in, in brackets, it's, it may not obviously be accurate, it may just be a perceived united message, and behind closed doors there's just as much discussion, but still it's public presentation is of a united front with a message that offers to find solutions and see above or is this discussion of whether these solutions are true or not. And for the past few decades, um, and I had some people say to me they felt like it was since the 90s, but I don't really know how true that is. That might just be because of our age and that feels like the time frame when we started noticing that the left has spent a lot of time bickering amongst itself, aiming to be as inclusive as possible to everyone, but has unfortunately ended up kind of not being a lot to anybody, really. And of course, I will caveat this again with a disclaimer uh, about it not being as clear-cut as this, but that's how it sometimes has, has felt. And this is an issue in itself. We have got very used to um, politics and public opinion becoming this kind of blurred middle ground. It's hard to separate out um, the differences between groups anymore. And maybe this has caused this backlash because we neglected to notice that these extreme ends of opinions were there. They weren't having a voice. So we thought they weren't there and then we were surprised when we found they were. By voicing these opinions, you will hear them no matter how you feel about them. And I suppose it's important that we should find a way to make sure those opinions are heard, no matter how hard they are to hear, because then we can acknowledge them and we can reason with them and we can do something about them. If we just sweep them under the carpet, then we don't know they're there. So I guess my kind of thoughts on this is if we believe in a certain opinion that we have to be correct and counter to the opinions of others, we need to be better at explaining why and then doing something about that. This sort of us and them attitudes of the past few decades, I feel, are not going to work anymore. We have to be more constructive. Uh, and there was a good post I read on cracked.com uh, that did quite a good job of explaining this, how they won, what we can learn, what we can do better. Again, I'm dividing into these camps I've already warned against, but it's the only words I can think of to use right now. Um, and in the past few weeks, I've had many conversations with various people who are unhappy with where we are now. And I felt like some of them were very constructive with groups of people who sort of were acknowledging the problems that got us here and how we contributed to them as well and how we can move on from those. Others were these sort of very woolly academic conversations that um, the left has become quite famous for having that don't necessarily propose any kind of outcome. So I guess in summary, we can no longer just disagree with someone's opinion. We need to understand why they might have that opinion. And if we feel it is wrong, explain why, not just demean them, patronise them and block them on social networks or whatever. Because... By doing this, we are firstly no better than those we claim are rude and offensive because we're actually being rude and offensive to them 
and we're not hearing their opinions in the first place to know they exist. So moving on to technology, as a long-term tech worker, I do sort of feel like I did contribute to this situation in a couple of different ways. Um, I'm always trying to keep my privilege in check as much as possible. And I have a another blog post that I've been working on about this topic that I'd started uh, about a month ago. But of course I'm not perfect at this. I, of course I find myself doing and saying things that I then stop and think that wasn't wasn't the appropriate thing to do or say. And I think we have to feel, we have to acknowledge that the mobility, the flexibility and the money that we make and have as we stride towards this constant disrupting of industry after industry and leaving a wake of uncertainty behind for many other people is an issue that we should be more conscious of. Change is often a good thing, but we need to be more conscientious about it and less arrogant about how clever we think we are um, and more understanding to the people whose lives we are changing by all this disruption. Then on the other side of this is the technologies that we helped create that have contributed to the sort of filter bubbles and confirmation bias. I sort of saw this coming quite a long time ago and I was surprised how so few other people kind of noticed it until recently. I watched friends over and over again say, how is this happening? I don't want anybody voting for them. I don't need anybody voting for them. Who is? Who is? And this is because you don't... We've already talked about this. You don't see or hear these other opinions anymore. And a lot of this is these efforts to create these tailored experiences that suit users perfectly and make more money from presenting them with the right thing at the right time. And in, in, in essence, this is, this is good. It was maybe coming from the right perspective but we sort of created a monster that was obscuring the rest of the population to many people and the the need to feed the appetite of this monster this constant stream of content uh, we saw a lot of blame laid at the feet of especially certain tech companies for creating these monsters that encouraged and nurtured fake stories or so much noise that people are trying to get exposure with um, and there, I will actually highlight a post I read yesterday on um, with a news publication on Medium about this. what we can do about this, um, some very constructive ideas about how we can change this kind of model. So what am I going to do? And this is a big question that I've been weighing up. Lots and lots of thoughts and ideas going around in my head and as you can probably tell they contradict each other. They don't all make sense right now and I haven't completely figured out my plan of action yet but I feel like making one. I feel like there's more motivated to do something, to change things than I have in a long time and that if there's any positive out of this situation it will be that a lot of people who have been sat on the fence for a long time will feel motivated again which in the long run is possibly a good thing so firstly i was thinking about small things tools to highlight differences of opinion on social networks or google searches and how biased the information that you receive is then i saw that others are already doing this and that's great um, so i encourage you to look into some of these projects and contribute to some of them uh, then there are also this battle against this fake news from many of the social networks and also some other independent projects. 
And I'm unsure yet how effective this will be. Or, I mean, how do you judge what is fake? Um, I heard some people discussing that instead of banning fake news, a better approach is to actually present more fact, more truth, more evidence alongside this fake news to make people think about what they're reading. But I don't know how we do this yet without it just being too inaccessible, again, to the people who really need it the most. And that will only still just end up appealing to academics and journalists who have the time to actually analyse all this stuff, not someone just spending a few seconds reading a news headline. And then I'm thinking about bigger things. I'm thinking about getting involved with politics more. A bit of me was thinking about moving back to the UK, not because I want to live there, really, but just because it's a country that is in the middle of this situation, needs help, needs some change. And linguistically and culturally, it's the place I understand most of all, coupled with the fact that it's a country that has reasonable influence in the world and doing something there will make the most impact. Maybe. And then uh, a little bit of me also felt like just abandoning the West and going to the developing world to help in education projects and things like that to almost look to change the next sort of wave of people getting involved with their, their countries instead. And I don't know. I'm not sure how effective they are either or what I personally can do to do to help in those sorts of places and not just feel a bit token. So that's about it for now. Bit of a mixture of thoughts and ideas going around in my head as I alluded to. I didn't promise complete answers. It's more just a bit of a brain dump than I need myself. But I would be interested in hearing your thoughts, what you're going to do, what you would like to change. And I'm willing to hear differences of opinion here. This is something I want to encourage. I want to encourage pragmatic, balanced, thoughtful responses to problems in the world um, and I'm not casting any judgment on what they may be or what the solutions may be because this is I think what we need to do from now on is actually acknowledge things around us a lot more and figure out how we can constructively solve those problems together.